How's it going, everybody? And welcome to episode number 86 of Master My Garden Podcast. Now, this week's episode is a solo episode, and we're going to look at what we can sow in the garden at this time of the year. So we're going to look at what vegetable crops we can sow in order to keep a bit of continuity in our production from, well, for me, from the polytunnel especially, and also if you're growing outside, some things that you can continue continue to sow at the moment to give you a little bit of continuity of supply into the late autumn and early winter. And I'm also going to talk about, you know, other things that you can sow in terms of perennials and bulbs and all that type of things. So as I say, a solo episode. But before we get stuck into the episode, just something I'd like to ask. Um, I've recently signed up on to buy me a coffee. Now, for anyone who's a regular listener, I was asked by a listener how someone could help the podcast. And uh, I came up with this uh, buy me a coffee, which is basically they facilitate people who are creating podcasts and YouTube and blogs and so on. And it's a way of the listeners of supporting the, the podcast without a big outlay or anything like that. So essentially the way it works is there's a link on my website, which is www.mastermygarden.com or on any of my social medias. So on Instagram, there's a link in the bio, same on, on Facebook. And essentially you can go in and buy a single coffee which contributes to the show um, goes towards the running of it and will continue. It'll help the show to continue bringing good quality content to you every week. There's also on that Buy Me Coffee, there is a sort of a membership option. So you can do it as a one off or you can do it as a, a monthly five euro that will go towards, as I say, towards the running of the podcast. Um, there is no obligation there, um, but on the membership side of it as well there is two additional levels there so if you're contributing an, an extra little bit per month there is uh, some bonuses in there so if you want to check out buy me a coffee that would be great and really really appreciated as i say everything everything that comes in and some people have been very very generous so far anything that comes in will go back into the podcast will go back into you know the production of it and as i said there will be good solid episodes coming every week so um that was that and the other thing is if you're dropping over to my website it as i said www.mastermygarden.com uh, i have started only recently a newsletter so if you want to sign up for that i promise i won't spam you it's going to be bits of information gardening information along the same lines as the podcast i'll also send the, the podcast link in that as well for somebody that may have not picked it up elsewhere and as I said, just gen general garden information and updates from Master My Garden. So if you want to drop over to the website and just sign, go down to the bottom and sign up to that newsletter, that'd be great as well. Um, so as I said, the episode itself, just going to get into what you can sow in the autumn. And it's funny, autumn seems to be coming in actually quite quickly, even though the weather this week has been brilliant, I suppose, because August has been generally a shabby month which followed on from those last two weeks in july here in ireland where we had i suppose really good really dry weather and plants struggled a little bit in in that and then we got into august and we got this kind of a lot of rain a lot of wind a lot of driving rain and so flowers particularly look a bit shabby the vegetable garden outside some things got a little bit battered particularly the softer you know salad leaves Blight has become very prevalent, both in tomatoes and potatoes. I actually have blight on British Queens myself. Had hoped that I would get away with it. Uh, didn't spray them with anything. Don't spray them with anything. 
But as I say, I was hoping I would get into September and have avoided blight, but it didn't. So I'm just, just going to cut all the leaves off, leave them sit a little bit in the ground, maybe for a week or two. It hasn't gone really bad yet, but I'm going to nip it in the bud and get all the leaves off and then I will harvest them. Um, so if, the, if, if you have got blight and it hasn't got to the stage where the stems are actually changing color and hasn't got really bad, if it's only really starting, get the leaves off as quick as you can. You can leave the potatoes in the ground a little bit, let, just let them harden off a little bit, let the skin toughen up a little bit. You can continue to dig them as you want them then as well, just to just to use them. Um, but they may not store too well if if you don't get that done quickly. So um, get that done as soon as you can. But as I say, blight has been prevalent because of this fairly crappy weather we've had through August. And also the garden has looked a little bit battered. I think uh you know, anyone with bedding plants, hanging baskets, window boxes, they've looked particularly shabby um, because those two weeks in July were almost too warm. It was very, very difficult for for plants to keep uh, moisture in. And that extreme heat was a little bit too much for, for, for them. And then that was followed on by this warm wind, rain. And so they've got a little bit battered and everything is starting to look a little bit autumny at this stage, which is a little bit early. Um Temperatures actually have been quite high and good during the day, so everything is growing. But funny enough, nighttime temperatures are cool enough there that you can feel that little bit of a nip coming in now. And uh, as I say, it's starting to feel autumny at this stage. Um, but what I'm going to be sowing, and it's it's things that you can do in your own garden to continue your vegetable production into the into the autumn period. So I stopped sowing which is something you shouldn't do but i did it on purpose i stopped sowing actually back in july for a couple of weeks initially because i was going on holidays and to be fair i had somebody who was coming in my mom was coming in to do a little bit of watering but i didn't want to have a load of stuff that she was watering so i didn't i didn't sow for a week or two while i was going away for the week then when i came back it was that really hot weather and i didn't sow during that period so i actually have a tiny gap in the tunnel or had it's, I'm actually coming out of it now again but I did have a tiny gap in the tunnel with my sort of successional crops so I didn't have spinach for a few weeks I didn't have scallions for a couple of weeks but I have all of those back now so that's good and since then I've been sown every kind of two weeks so as I say I have all those now but the things that you can sow now if you have you know sort of got your summer crops out of there and now you're looking to fill a bit of space some things you can sow and it's better if you can do it in little plug trays first at this time of the year. I find you get better success. Um, so what you can sow, you can continue to sow chard. Now, chard has been, it's the first year I grew it, but it has been the standout performer for me in the Pony Tunnel this year. It's I'm basically harvesting from the same little plot for almost three months now, pulling off the leaves as I want them, and it has continued to produce. It didn't go to seed during that really warm spell that we had those two weeks back in back in July. Since then, it has continued, as I say, every every day I'm harvesting something off it or every second day I'm harvesting something off it. And it has been the real star because, as I say, the spinach, because I stopped sowing, I haven't had that for a few weeks, but the chard has really sort of taken over from that. So I love spinach. But the chard really has filled that gap and it's every bit as nice. But there's no danger of it going to seed or it, or it hasn't for me uh, gone to seed. 
So that's definitely one I'm going to continue to sow and hopefully um, have. I suspect if I'm able to mind it in the tunnel, I should be able to have charred pretty much all over the winter. So I'm going to I have sowed it over the last couple of weekends. I'll do it again, maybe in a week's time, and I'll sow that. Other things that I'm sowing and you can continue to sow yourself are you know, scallions or spring onions. I still am sowing just standard white Lisbon. I will switch to the winter white Lisbon, I suppose, once I get into September. And you can continue to sow that. So I've, there essentially, there's not much of a difference between them, but I believe the winter one is slightly hardier. So I will switch to that once I get into, as I say, September. Other things that you can sow, some of these are not winter hardy or autumn hardy, but what they do is you're able to get them a really quick crop out of them. So at this stage of the year, you can still get away with radish. You will have a harvest even outside you will have a harvest off that long before the weather turns it gets a little bit slower at this time of the year because obviously the days are shortening and whatnot and the temperatures while not this week but in general the temperatures will start to drop down a little bit over the next over the next month to six weeks so and mostly because of the daylight shortening um stuff doesn't grow just quite as quick at this time of the year but spinach is one that you can definitely get a crop out of before the end of the year. And if you want to sow even a couple of times, you know, every 10 days or two weeks, they should continue to give you spinach right up into October and possibly even November. For me in the tunnel, I will continue that and hopefully have spinach right through uh, because I have a winter variety as well and I'll continue to sow that later on in the time. So I should be able to have spinach right the way through the winter. Then the chard obviously as well, spring onions, Something like if you're outside, something like rocket, you can still sow. And again, it will come really quickly. So you'll be able to get a quick crop off that. And it's one that if the weather is right at that time of the year, you can continue to harvest a few leaves here and there from it. And it will continue to produce right quite late into the year. And again, depending on the weather, you could get right lucky and, and get some up into November off that if the weather was, was kind. Uh, other things that you can sow. So you can sow baby turnips, for example. Uh, little Milan purple tops or something like that you you get them they mightn't get as big as they might earlier in the year but you'll still be able to sow them things like uh, Mizuna for example that will do quite well in a tunnel over winter uh, I'm not sowing that personally but I know you can um, lamb's lettuce again I won't be sowing that but you can do that so I'll be sowing radish rocket spinach kale I have a couple of lettuce type but there's still lots, as I say, that you can sow at this time of the year. The other thing that will be coming up in September, and just keep an eye out for it, is onions and garlic. It is by far the best time of the year to plant them. So this year, I had a lot going on in the back end of last year, so I didn't actually sow my garlic that I always do, and it was a complete fail this year. So it, when I planted it, it was very cold and wet initially at the start, and then it got dry uh, very dry and warm and it just didn't do at all got tiny little heads out of it but it wasn't it wasn't any way successful then i had ordinary stuttgart onions they were very successful no bolting very good size onions very good quality so they're going to store quite well and red onions they were really poor as well a lot of them bolted so they're going to have to be used up very quickly but in an ideal scenario i would be sowing my onion sets or planting my onion sets in the autumn 
and definitely the garlic. By far the best time of the year to sow garlic is in the, or plant garlic is in the autumn. So keep an eye out for that next month. And as I say, you'll be able to do your, your garlic, your red onions and your white onions at this time of the year. And you will get an earlier crop next year and you'll be almost guaranteed that they won't bolt because typically that warm, hot weather is what drives them to bolt. And you'll more or less have them ready to harvest by the time that generally hits. Now, you can get unlucky, but generally that's that's what you're looking at. So best time of the year is September, October for those. So keep an eye out for them. Uh, and I will definitely be doing that this year. The other thing is now that you have your vegetable garden sort of finished off for the year and you've taken your harvest or you're maybe taking out the last, you know, say there's areas starting to become bare. It's a really good idea to not leave bare areas from now on. So if you're not getting to sow something back into it straight away, I would recommend that you use either the best thing to do is to put down a green manure. So green manure essentially is something that grows really quickly, um, like facilia, for example. Uh, there's others as well, but facilia is a good one. Use that at this time of the year. It'll it'll grow really quickly. It'll cover the ground. It'll stop weeds coming into it. It'll stop leaching and nutrients. And then when you get into the real sort of colder weather later on, November, December, you will cover that down with plastic, which will allow the facility to die down. And then you'll get all the earthworms and so on doing their thing underneath. And then next spring, that'll be just ready to plant into whenever you're ready. So leave, you can leave your plastic on it or your whatever on it until you're ready. And then when you're ready to start planting into it, just take it off and it'll be clean. You won't have lost nutrients. There's no, you're not losing carbon out of it as well, which happens on bare soil. So all of those things, you know, that's the key is to get your ground covered. Mulching it would be a big help as well. So you can just mulch it with good quality, well-rotted farmyard manure or, you know, a, a garden mulch that you've made yourself put a nice layer of it on it and cover it down for the winter. And that will, again, your earthworms will get working in there and it'll leave it that next spring. If you're, if you're getting ready to go early, you'll have a clean bed. You'll have very little or no digging. So if you're using a, a no dig system, you'll have little or no, no work at all. Just open up your plastic and start planting directly into it. Just make sure the manure is well rotted, putting fresh in. Now it won't be well, well rotted by, by the winter or by the springtime, so just make sure that it is well rotted when you're putting it on. And garden mulch, make sure it's a good one. But as I say, there's no there's no reason to, to, to mulch down straight away unless you're actually not going to sow for the winter. You know, really there is a good few crops that you can still get in, and I would, you know, think that's the best route to go is to keep producing as long as you can. Then on the sort of flower side, so this year I was developing some um, new sort of beds here and I've done it pretty much so far I've done it all from seed with a couple of tubers that I got early in the year but mostly from seed and a lot of you know really good uh, verbenas for baskins uh, echinacea so I'm, I haven't really seen the benefit except for the verbenas which are flowering very well already the plants are not that big but they're still very good flower on them the majority of them are 
getting ready to flower for next year. So they'll be nicely established and those beds will be awash with flowers next year. So essentially so far I have 200 odd plants gone into those for a really tiny outlay. Um, you know, we spoke about it last week. If, if you are gardening on a budget with Alexand- Alexandra Kelly, um, sowing seed is one of the best things you can do. And a really good example of that, and I said it last week, I bought a packet of lupin seeds and the packet was torn. And so there was a sticker on it, whatever it was. I can't exactly remember, 29 cent, 59 cent, whatever it was. But I sowed it, completely neglected it. Sowed them in a seed tray, completely neglected it, almost forgot about it. And then a couple of weeks ago, potted them up into two litre pots. And I have 38 lupins in two litre pots that by next spring, they'll be really strong, healthy plants. And they'll be basically 38 lupins, multi-flowered, that I can plant in several locations around the garden for whatever it was, 59 cent plus a bit of compost. So it's so easy to do it from seed if you're if you're just sort of thinking ahead. Now, obviously, those beds that I'm doing, I'm going to put in some structured plants and what I've been doing. So last autumn, I saw all these beautiful pictures, you know, on Instagram and in different places of beautiful autumn shrubs. And I've taken screenshots of those. And so I have a wish list now of what I want for autumn color. And I'm going to go looking for those plants in the next week or so. And then I have another list of spring flowering you know, plants that really looked good last spring and I'm going to add those into it. I'm getting some grasses and some more perennials over the next couple of weeks and they are actually what I'm going to be sowing around the polytunnel um, for for these beds for next spring. So what I'm going, I actually, actually have five different grass grasses that I'm going to sow. Um, I have some gems, which I haven't already. I got some, some, saw some more echinacea, more verbenas because they have been fantastic. Actually surprised at how well they're liked by bees. Butterflies particularly seem to be going for the Boreenses. So, um, definitely going to grow more of those and they, they, they look spectacular. While the plants I have are quite small still, they do, they're a brilliant plant. I have an arrangement that I want to plant or sow at this time of the year. Um, I'm getting some Achilles, some more Achilles. I have, I had sown some of them. Only a couple of them have flowered. The majority of them will, will be next year before they flower. Um, some Verbascans. I'm also going to try to have to sow some cornflower cosmos and a few things like that and, and overwinter them. Just see, will they overwinter in the tunnel that they'll be flowering a little bit earlier for next year? So I'm going to try all that. But all of the, all of the perennials that I'm going to sow, I'm going to sow outside in a cold frame that I haven't yet built, by the way. But uh, I'm going to just make a cold frame and I'm going to put on top of it, I'm going to put a bit of Enviro mesh. So basically it's a, it's a mesh that will stop any pests. And this is something actually, no matter what you're sowing at this time of the year, if you're sowing your, your vegetables or your, or your perennials or whatever seeds you're sowing in the autumn, cover them down because there's a lot of pests around at this time of the year. Um, different flies, different, you know, that leaf on the leaves. So I've got to cover down with environment that will also let a little bit of air circulation through. It will keep them relatively protected from things like hail or real heavy rain. It'll diffuse that before it hits it. Um, and 
they'll be able to get a little bit of water there over over the sort of autumn and winter. And I'll keep an eye on that's where they'll they'll germinate. And then if if things get really poor weather wise, I'll move them into the tunnel. But that's where I'm going to start them. And uh, all of those then will be used to fill out these these beds. So there's lots that you can be doing. Obviously, bulbs are sort of coming into the shops now as well. So that'll be a big focus for, for everybody over the next few weeks. Don't leave it too late. If you if you get early, you'll you'll get the best selection anyway for a start. So you'll see what's out there. Um and at this time of the year, the early part of the year, there's always a great selection of everything from crocuses to snowdrops to bluebells. Now snowdrops, as you know, you can sow as a bulb, but you can also get them after Christmas in the green as we as we found out from Robert from Altamount. So you can do that either way, but definitely I think you'll get better success from the green. But you will still get flower and they will still do okay if we get a relatively good, you know, relatively good winter. Tulips obviously then as well. So if you're getting tulips, again, the ones I chose last year, tulips are fantastic. They look really good. I'm... Not a huge fan of, I suppose, the the look of them is brilliant, of the modern day tulip. But I don't like the fact that the majority of them now are being bred for sort of a one year, one year crop or two year crop. They're not really lasting the way, say, the daffodils and the narcissi are. So the ones that I mostly bought last year, and they're the ones that I will buy again this year, are the, you know, some of the species tulips, the apple dorms, things like that, that they will naturalize so they'll they'll multiply in the ground and I nearly prefer that. I don't really want to be sowing tulips or planting tulips just for one season or maybe getting a second season out of them. I really want to get a little little bit of longevity out of them. And so that's that's what I've gone for is the mostly the apple darn types. Um, now I did have some of the others as well and they will come back a little bit but they do fade out. So they're not lasting or multiplying the same way as your snowdrops, your bluebells, your crocuses, any of those, you know. So personally, I just go for the naturalizing ones as much as I can. So you're getting that longevity of it. And in fairness, there is probably nothing that gives better value than some of those naturalizing bulbs. You buy them once for a few euro and every year they get bigger. The clump gets bigger, they multiply. And then after a couple of years, you can split them, and move them around the garden. So it is, again, if you're gardening on a budget, it's just a really, really great way of multiplying your plants around the garden and adding whatever beautiful colour you have in an area to other areas. So that's, you know, as I said, that's that's what I go for. I go for the naturalising ones as much as possible. But if you're, comp- I suppose, compiling gardens and, and watching colour palettes and so on, then and a lot of a lot of really good gardeners, you know, go for the other ones. So they're picking a, a colour team and that's what they'll go with. And if they only get one year or two years over, they don't mind. It's just because they probably have changed their color team for two years time anyway. So, but for me, I, I want to have them and have them for the long term. So that's why I go with those type bulbs. So there's lots to be doing at this time of year. Uh, definitely you can still get crops that you can harvest. Keep an eye out over the next few weeks. There mightn't be quite in the shops yet, but your garlic and onions as you get into September, keep an eye out for those because Definitely the best time to do it. Keep sowing your, your salads, as we said, all the different types of salads. 
and obviously then whatever perennial takes your choice or certain biennials you can sow at this time of the year as well and a lot of the, a lot of the cut flower type ones actually you can sow at this time of the year and then you'll have your your cut flowers next spring so long as you're able to mine them over the winter and you can do that in a cold frame or if or if you're lucky enough to have a polytunnel you can start them outside and then move them inside afterwards so that's the jobs you can be doing at the moment lots lots to be sown just don't let their you know if you if you harvest your your vegetable area don't leave the area bare if you look at it in nature there's no bare areas as soon as there is bare soil nature will move in and, and cover it with weeds so don't leave bare soil get it covered with either your green manures or your mulch and cover it down as as, as soon as you can and then that'll make your job a lot lot easier for next spring if you're not going to continue to grow through the autumn but definitely as i said earlier you should because there's there's still lots that you can be lots of vegetables that you can get out of it between now and the end of the year um continue to look after your tomatoes you know uh, as what i was saying in the episode 84 uh, so just continue to look after your tomatoes that way and you should be able to keep them going obviously the night temperatures will start to drop quite soon but generally you should be able to continue to get tomatoes out of your polytunnel for the next definitely definitely for the next six weeks and if you're very lucky a little bit longer so keep an eye on that as well and lots of i have about 10 guest interviews coming up over the next well sort of lined up for the next few weeks and months um August has been a funny month, actually, in terms of getting people guest interviews because obviously it's holiday time generally. So it has been a little bit funny like that. But as I said, there's lots of there's a few really, really exciting ones um, coming up over the next few weeks. So really looking forward to those as well. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much this week's episode. If you're enjoying the podcast, please share it with all your gardening friends. And we'll be heading for episode 100 pretty soon. So this is episode 86. I have some pretty big plans for episode 100 and I'll be doing a competition. Uh, I'll release all the details of that quite soon. And uh, as I say, it's uh, it'll help to gain even more traction for the podcast, which is doing really well. And thanks to all you guys who continue to listen, who continue to say, send messages of support. It's really, really greatly appreciated. As I said, I think I've said it before, when you're podcasting, you're in a room on your own uh, majority of the time you're talking with nobody else there and you know it's great to hear from from the listeners and great to hear from people who are getting something from it and who are getting benefit from it in their own gardens because that is the aim is to help you master your own garden so uh, i'm glad that there's people getting in touch to tell me that it's it's helping them in that way and as I say, keep sharing it with all your gardening friends. And you can find me on the social channels, Instagram at Master My Garden and Facebook at Master My Garden. And thanks again for listening. And until the next time, happy gardening. Mm-hmm.